views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Super want to welcome you. Wow. Welcome. Welcome to all of you. Um, and, uh, thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. Yeah. Thank you. I got an email from one of you yesterday commenting about my laptop. Yes, it is very big. There's no question about that. Just so you know, it serves as my desktop too. Uh, and it is super heavy, super heavy. So I got to get myself back to the gym just so I could lift up my laptop, carry my laptop around. Uh, that's got to be a metaphor for something. Why about need to, a gym membership? You've got your workout, got right, workout there. right there. You don't need to. It's perfect. Yeah. You got now, it covered. Yeah. Now I'm taking the microphone thing uh, apart as usual. Ah, well, Taylor and I will set you up with a great Thank regiment. you. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. It is. Have you ever lifted? Have you lifted this little? I dare not guy? to. I'll Ooh. probably strain something. Yeah. It's a really. <laughs> it's a beast. It really it's is. It's a beast. But I'd love, love to have it. though. I love that. No disrespect. I, I think, love that. Yeah. I kind of want one too. The, the, <laughs> It's great. We got a great, we have a great show. We have a great two hours. Victoria Cohen is in the house and then Sue Storm. Uh, today, it's Soul Suitcase with uh, Victoria Cohen. We're going to be talking about something really, really interesting. And I'm going to tell you what it is in a minute. It's called Idiot Compassion, Giving Gone Wild. Now, I don't think you think you know what that is, that, that we're going to talk about what that is. It's probably not what you think it is. We're going to talk about what it means. And uh, thanks to Victoria, she's going to walk us through this in a very fun uh, and provocative way, thought provocative way. You know, there are things in life that we show up and we do. And, you know, most of the time, the people around us really question, you know, whether or not we're sane. You know, they question whether or not we're doing things for the right reasons, the wrong reasons, or we're doing things because we just don't know what else to do. Sometimes our lives don't make sense. Uh, at all. Uh, But that's why we have Victoria joining us here today for this amazing conversation. And, you know, many of you have heard her uh, on the on the network before. But, you know, let me just tell you who she is. You know, she's someone that has stepped out into the world and said yes to a higher purpose. And what does that really mean? That means sometimes that we're guided. You know, whether it was or is her insatiable curiosity, a quest for deeper meaning, an empathic heart uh, or keen intuition, this is the career, a diverse one, she has chosen. You know, bridging those practices, and this is so needed today, I'm telling you right here, psychology, spirituality, energy healing, feng shui. 
The reason this is so needed is in the past in the field of psychology, it would really not have been cool to say psychology and spirituality. But we have gone a long way, uh, thanks to her and others that really understand the deeper meaning, the harmony that we have in, in our lives to bring forth. She is an international speaker, a university instructor, a movie collaborator, a worldwide team of writers for a humanitarian movie called The Difference. Um, and beyond all of that, she is someone that has been ha- and has an amazing practice over 30 years and empowers her clients to access and trust their own inner wisdom. Hallelujah. So today we get to talk with her as this uh, quest continues. Whether you know her from uh, co-authoring the book Soul Whispers 3 or Soul Wisdom for Living the Life of Your, Your Dreams, or whether it's writing about the courage to choose gratitude no matter what, you know, this is something that she loves to do is to bring her gift out into the world. Certified soul coach, transformational energy healer, and a published poet. But now, here she is with a fabulous radio platform called Soul Suitcase. Now, today, are you ready? Idiot Compassion, Giving Gone Wild. Victoria, welcome to the show. Thank you, Pat. It's good to be here. What do you think about that topic? Many people, I bet, are hearing it for the first time, mm-hmm. right? And they're thinking, all right, what are these two going to talk about now? It's not necessarily what people may think at the surface, is it? Mm-hmm. That's right. Idiot compassion is a term that was coined by a Buddhist master teacher, uh, Trungpa Rinpoche, and he defines it as, get this, a slimy way. Can you imagine a Buddhist teacher saying slimy? No. This is a quote from him. Okay. A slimy way of trying to fulfill your desires secretly. It sounds so, you know, perverse in a way, but it's really not that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's when we give people what they want rather than what they really need, all in the name of being nice, quote unquote, nice. And so that we can feel better about ourselves and avoid conflict and avoid their suffering. So it's really a self-motivated kind of thing, this idiot compassion notion, whereas true compassion is where we are open-heartedly engaged with others. We're not thinking about ourselves and our ego satisfaction or gratification, and that we are attending to another person's needs, not wants, at the right time in the right way based on what's actually needed, not on what is we, we think is wanted by them. So we have this real aversion to other people's suffering that comes from our own insecurity about not being able to fix things. Mm-hmm. And we all want to get in there and try to fix things for people yeah. without really taking the time to understand what's really needed. Because we jump in, we give suggestions too quickly, And that makes us, that comes from our feeling of feeling inadequate, um, that we can't make things better, we can't make people happy right away. And so what people really need is not for us to fix things for them. What they really need is for us to just sit and be open-hearted with them and help them have the courage to ride out the pain, not run away from it. You know, there's something interesting you're talking about. There's a little dance that I wonder about. You know, a lot of what you're describing gets confusing in life. 
uh, for people. They say they, you know, you run into somebody like that that is really right there wanting to fix things. And another term we use for that is controlling. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between what you described and someone that is described as, quote, controlling? Well, oftentimes people who want to fix things do have a need for control Mm. because they jump in too quickly and try to control the situation. And usually it's for their own gratification or hoping to get some kind of reward or accolade or praise from helping, um, jumping in too quickly and trying to fix things. And that's really not what true compassion is about. It's not about looking to gratify your ego, but it's about being open-hearted and just sitting with someone as opposed to um, fixing things or doing something for them that they really actually can do for themselves. You know, part of this is, is there a little dance that goes on between the person that want to fix is the person that wants to fix it and the person that is in the situation? Meaning, is there this dance, you know, between people? Perhaps the person is sitting there and is so used to being fixed that they don't know how Mm -hmm. necessarily to fix it themselves. Mm -hmm. So these two attract each other to have this magnificent dance they do. Maybe it's a maybe it's like a Argentine tango. (laughs) Well, I used to make uh, the mistake early in my career as a psychotherapist, and I think a lot of helping professionals fall into this trap where we go into these helping professions because we want to be helpers. We want to really help people to, uh, whether it's heal physically or emotionally or spiritually. And so I, I remember early in my career, some, you know, 30 plus years ago, I was a rescuer to the end of the earth. I wanted to get in there and I wanted to help people, but I confused helping with rescuing. Oh, wow. And I wanted to fix people so that they walked out feeling happy every single time at the end of every session. And I had a, you know, a do-gooder kind of intention But actually, what I'm realizing, you know, since then is that it's so much more powerful and empowering Mm -hmm. for the other person to not have you jump in and rescue them, but to sit with them, trusting that they have the the wisdom within themselves to know how to get through a problem or pain. And if we jump in and rescue them prematurely, we we rob them of the opportunity to go inside themselves, listen to that inner voice that we all have that knows exactly what the right thing to do is. Yeah, it's fascinating, right? Because part of the reason that you signed up for the life that you have Mm -hmm. is so you could help people. Mm -hmm. And then paradoxically, the kind of help that you you know you have evolved and learned how to provide is the guidance for people to discover their wisdom within mm-hmm. that had to be an interesting journey for you it was it was because i found oftentimes in my early career i would be exhausted Ugh. at the end of every session right and i i was young you know i was in my mid 20s and i thought i shouldn't be exhausted You know, at the end of every session, I thought, why is this? And I thought, I am working way harder than my clients are working here. Oh, that's funny. You know, they kept looking to me for all the answers. I thought I was supposed to provide all the answers. Right. And so I was working really hard to be a substitute for their gut intuition and not really helping Mm. guide them, as you're saying, um, on the path inside of themselves. 
And so, you know, over the years, I've certainly learned that my mm-hmm. job is not to give advice per se. My job is to help them go inside and empower themselves to find their own answers. Well, you know, part of what we're going to talk about today is, you know, take a look, taking a look at what makes it so hard to really sit there. You know, all of us are, you know, I mean, I know this is your profession, but every single one of us, I would bet, is in front of a situation or has been in front of a situation exactly like that, where you just want you want to jump in and fix it, whether it's a child, whether it's a friend, whether it's a spouse, partner, whatever that is, whether it's somebody on the street. You know, we want to jump in and we want to, you know, please, you know, I know how to fix this for you. And do we really is the question. We're going to take a break when we come back. What makes it so difficult for us to sit with and be present for someone else's pain and suffering to the point where we develop elaborate strategies to avoid it? Victoria Cohen joining me here today. This is our segment of Soul Suitcase with my co-host, Victoria Cohen. The topic is Idiot compassion, giving gone wild. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Easy come, easy go. That's just how you live. Oh, take, take, take it all, but you never give. Should have known you was trouble from the first kiss. Had your eyes wide open. Why were they open? Wondering how to play the game of life and actually win? Stop wondering and start winning the game of life with the unique, incomparable Lynn Brown. Lynn's powerful, transferable tools stem from her success in the very competitive world of sports and business. Since Lynn was one of the top athletes in the United States, she understands really well about the athlete's mind, their challenges, and what athletes need. I have confidence to ask Lynn to take care of my professional team just because of Lynn, her passion, and the power she has. Lynn is passionate about working with kids and with athletes. Her life is a testament to the incredible power of intention to create miracles. Lynn is dedicated to assisting and inspiring leaders with the vision and tools to realize their dreams. And she wants to help you next. Enhance your overall performance and the ability to reach your goals. Bring your game face on. Visit letter R, letter U, intuit.com or call 844-LETTER-B-INTUIT. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. What does a dentist of the year get? A little plaque. (laughs) Welcome to Smile Big, where we offer cosmetic, restorative, and preventative dentistry. Dr. James Rosenwald and Dr. Susan Abdenard work hard every day for their clients to be happy to smile with the latest equipment for complete smile restoration for anyone. The sooner you call, the sooner they can help. Call 425-454-4040 or email scheduling at smilebig.com. You can even visit our website at smilebig.com. Where do you desire to go in life? How do you plan to get there? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? 
What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Your soul suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside you waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase on TransformationTalkRadio.com and discover how awakening to your inner voice transforms your life. Ari Hoffman is the hottest psychic with the warmest heart and the host of the hit show Angels and Answers, a renowned psychic medium spiritual life coach and an entertaining motivational speaker Artie has helped over 15,000 people with his amazing intuitive gifts his passion and his humor call 877-ANGEL-02 to schedule a personal reading or to have your own psychic Artie party that's 877-ANGEL-02 and visit ArtieHoffman.com and Angels and Answers on Facebook Oh, don't do it, right, Benny? Don't do, do it. Do whatever you want. It's got to be. It's Bruno. <laughs> Bruno. I have a cousin, Bruno. Bruno. It's Bruno. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Yeah, Soul Suitcase with co-host Victoria Cohen during Idiot Compassion, Giving Gone Wild. Uh, you know, that's an interesting song, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I picked it. Yeah? I did. So what's the special meaning for you? I, well, I like Bruno anyway. Uh, okay. You know, I think. I, I know, we like Bruno. We do like we do Bruno. Like Bruno. We do like Bruno. Well, the first line, take, take, take it all, but you never give. And I'm captivated by that because that's kind of one of the that. things we're talking about <laughs> is the people who are, you know, prone to being into indi- idiot compassion, unknowingly, of course, um, end up connecting with people who take, take, take it all. And, you know, it's like the codependent. You you know, the the people who are codependent and givers attract people who are narcissistic and mm. takers. So mm-hmm. it's kind of that interesting um, pairing. So I like his song because he talks about that. You know, take, 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 and, and but you never give. Mm. And so it's that dynamic between the codependent and the narcissist. Oh, my God. And the lyrics are, you know, I'll take a grenade for you. Yes. Wow. I know. I know. I would die for you. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Co- why, 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 why do we codependent? <laughs> codependent alert. <laughs> so the Bruno Mars in that song is not somebody that's going to sit there and be present for someone else's pain. No. no that that's not, would not be him. But that really talks to the issue of why we have so much music about this. And it's really interesting. I was talking about music before, um, you know, during the break with you. And and part of my journey now is looking at some of this music and going back in time to the to the 50s, 60s, especially the 60s. A lot of pain. Mm. I didn't realize there was so much pain oh, back then. Oh, my gosh. Woo! Well, and, you know, country music now is, oh. you know, that that's their hallmark, you know, of all their lyrics is the pain and suffering that we all experience. Right. But we don't want to sit with mm. our own or others. Mm. It's It's just uncanny how it seems like, you know... We have the plague. If we talk about our pain, other people go running for the hills. And why is that? I think it's um, really captured well by by a Buddhist nun, Pema Chodron, who's one of my favorite, favorite all-time authors. 
Um, she's a teacher. She's an author. She's a, a meditation or meditation um, expert. And one of the things I love about her is her humility. Because I saw her one time, Pat, and she said about meditation, just as an aside here, she said, everybody thinks that meditation is about quieting the mind and getting rid of all your thoughts. And she said after 32 years of meditating herself, she still hasn't been able to quiet her mind and get rid of all her thoughts. And so it's about accepting what is. Just accepting that we have chatterbox minds and just accepting that it is hard to sit with our own chatterbox mind or sit with other people's pain or sit with our own pain. So Pema, what she says about this is that we spend our life having this expectation that we're supposed to be happy. And in doing so, we think that if we have pain, that something's wrong and that we need to avoid it at all costs. But in fact, she maintains, as do a lot of the Buddhist um, teachers that I follow, say that, that suffering is inevitable in all of our lives and it's not to be avoided it's to be moved toward mm. rather than run from. Mm. So if we move toward our own pain as opposed to run from it or we move toward and can sit with other people's pain, then that's really being compassionate. And it's really amazing how if we sit with pain, it actually starts to dissipate as opposed to increase. Mm. But it takes a lot of courage mm-hmm. to sit with the pain of ourselves or others mm-hmm. because we don't trust that it's going to dissipate. We think if we sit with it and move toward it, it's actually going to blow out of proportion and right. overwhelm us. And that's actually not true. You know, it's really interesting. We live in a very paradoxical world around pain. And, you know, we were talking about the Seahawks here before the show, mm-hmm. uh, the football thing that's starting tonight or whenever it started. The here- football thing. She says. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do I dare go there? Uh, this is Pat. Yeah. This uh, okay. is they're blue. coming oh. off a Super Bowl oh. win. Oh, sorry, the Super Bowl champions. Taylor's, Taylor's going to just run out of here. Oh like, my just gosh! Crazy. I did it. Pull it oh, together. I'm so sorry. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I mean, do I even know who's playing? Uh, the Seahawks and what? Do you dare ask who's playing? Yeah. Who? Who? Denver Broncos. Oh, it's oh, a rematch. Oh, re- I'm sorry. It's blue I think I need Thursday. to go. I, I need a minute. Uh, <laughs> I need, I need uh, this is blue one. Thursday, Pat. Well, I, um, I'm sorry. I had to That's be okay. very careful just, because we have you. we have some Denver people on the team. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, we got Dave. Right. Shout so, out to Jessica. Uh, okay. You've got to be Switzerland today. I got to be Switzerland <laughs> today. Thank <laughs> right. you. Oh I'm no. Switzerland. Right there you go. Um, but here's here's what I mean. Paradoxically, in sports, and I and I was an athlete growing up. Here's the deal. Pain is inevitable for us, physical pain, Mm -hmm. grunted out pain. Mm -hmm. But here's what's not, uh, you know, a requirement, suffering. I don't know if if people have ever had the experience, you know, had the experience of what it means to be an athlete and work, work, work and feel that pain and feel good about the pain. Now, why can we do it about that? But we cannot do it emotionally. I mean, can you imagine having that kind of, you know, your muscles are growing and your things are happening in your body and you're feeling good about it. You know, you're going to be sore for two days to come, but you're happy. Yeah. And you expect to be in pain if you push yourself (laughs) physically it's not like you, you get done with uh, the STP bike ride, right. you know, a few weeks ago and go, oh, right. I'm, I'm surprised. My legs and my behind are, <laughs> are in pain. Gee, right. what a surprise. No, nobody says that. But we did not get the memo on emotions. No, no, we didn't. It's crazy, isn't it? 
Yeah. I mean, why? You you raise a really good question. Why do we expect to be happy emotionally, um, you know, every day, right. which isn't likely for most people, um, but that's normal. But we do expect to work ourselves out physically, and pain is a part of that. So we need to learn that emotional pain is normal, expected, and actually has its advantages. Yeah. Because Isn't that the expression where the... Benny will love this. Uh-oh. Isn't that where the expression slap happy comes from? Uh. I mean, think about that term. Slap happy. It's an odd what one. What the heck does slap happy? I get slap happy sometimes. I get it's slap like, happy. It's like, I don't know if you're slapping happy to the bank. <laughs> Still got that saved. Would you Still like to hear it again? Saved. It's oh like, gosh. I don't know if you're slapping happy to the bank. Yeah. Uh. Crowd pleaser, not a crowd teaser. There you go. But it really is very, very confusing for people. Uh, And I think that's why you're having the conversation today to talk about it, because we have to know the difference. Otherwise, we do we do choose suffering and we don't know we're choosing Mm -hmm. suffering. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, some of the Buddhist teachers that, that I've read also say that pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. optional. I like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But then when we get into looking at when we do things for people because we want so badly for them and us to get out of the pain of it all, um, we do things to people as opposed to for people. And that's an interesting distinction, too, that Mm -hmm. I want to make. Because when we do things to people, it's like we're inflicting um, ourselves and our higher sense of what's needed in the situation, as opposed to doing things for people, which is really not inflicting our values or our sense of what's needed, but we're allowing them to tell us what's needed. And examples of that, I think of Hollywood celebrities and famous musicians who go overseas to third world countries. Um, Bono is a great example of that. He's been going over to Africa since 1999 doing his humanitarian work. And uh, there's no question in my mind he is operating on true compassion as opposed to idiot compassion. Mm -hmm. Um, Idiot compassion is inflicting our sense of what's needed um, onto a person But he is taking the time after all these years to really immerse himself in the African culture, talk to the people on the ground and ask them what they really need, and then be there consistently over and over and over again. How many trips has he made to sit with the people and find out what their pain is about and what they really need? As opposed to other Hollywood celebrities, not naming any names, who go over to Africa, for example, and it's a one-time-only visit that's a photo op. Yeah. And just so they can put it on their resume about, you know, being humanitarian. Yeah. That does not qualify as true compassion. That would be qualified as idiot compassion, Mm. where it's more serving their own ego. Self-serving. Self-serving. It's serving their own ego. Uh, making themselves feel good to say, I went to Africa, you know, once, and I was there for two weeks, and I helped build a well. Well, in and of itself, that can be a great thing. But if it's really meant to serve the ego as a photo opportunity, as opposed to really spending time and learning about what people really need, and then providing some kind of sustainable um 
uh, grassroots service to them, for them, um, that's going to empower them rather than just kind of rush in, Mm -hmm. do good, Mm -hmm. rush out, and get back to your comfortable life. Yeah. So I just think of, you know, Elton John with his AIDS work. Way back. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in it for years. That's not idiot compassion. Mm -hmm. That is true compassion. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio has gotten involved in environmental causes all over the world. And he's done that for years. Yeah. He has actually made a movie about it. Yes. Yes. Oprah. We all know about her angel Mm -hmm. network Mm -hmm. and how that has been so instrumental in, you know, helping girls and and uh, women around yeah. the world. And, of course, everybody knows about Brad and Angelina, and they've been doing it for years, too. Well, you know, Angelina Jolie is a perfect example of how, right, and we can talk about this when we come back, because this is really, you know, how we look at pure intention. She's somebody that had to go through proving herself in mm-hmm. this arena. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, did she go over there? Did really Lara Croft, the movie, really change her? Did she really adopt? that child i mean Mm. you know so she's been someone that's had to beat down bad press Mm -hmm. and still emerge as Mm -hmm. a humanitarian Mm -hmm. and that's i think what you're talking about i mean what kind of determination does she have you know to move beyond the wreckage the reputation the homebreaker the you know you name Mm -hmm. it and still emerge and be true to herself let's Mm -hmm. take a short break victoria cohen joining me here today when we come back she's got a great workshop we're going to talk about give you information and don't forget later on in the show we have a great soul suitcase moment when we come back we're going to talk about how we fall into this trap but what do we do about it you know how do we change the vicious cycle and then as we talked about you know what are these self-deluded ego distortions you know our motivation how do we even know that they're going on i mean sometimes you can't even figure that out you know that you think wow That's really me. But really, it's Memorex. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the show. Hi, I'm Leslie Fontaine with Sheer Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio. And here's my tip of the day. Let's talk about unlimited thinking. Let's talk about limitlessness. What would it look like and feel like? Is it only for special people? What if you aren't living a very abundant, powerful life right now? Is this opportunity closed off to you? Absolutely not. This is your chance without lifting a finger, even telling anyone around you, or leaving the house. You can begin to step into all that you are and all that you were meant to be. Pay attention to the arguments that arise as you articulate the limitlessness of your opportunities, your finances, and the loving and supportive friends and family members around you. Draw them in. Let's shift those agreements from the lower level energies to those that allow you to step into all that you are. Visit me at lesliefontaine.com and listen to Sheer Alchemy on transformationtalkradio.com. Are you ready to move past limiting beliefs and unconscious obstacles that are holding you back from financial prosperity? Do you want to be free from debt and that feeling of being disempowered? Mary Jane Allen is a financial healer and joy creation specialist who uses her unique set of tools included in her financial healing process to help her clients move past those beliefs and fears. For more information and to contact Mary Jane, visit her website, manifestyourlifedream.com and begin your financial healing process today. 
Tune in to Psychic Cup of Coffee with Kelly Sutliff every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Kelly is a 14-year veteran of psychic ability, and she offers inspiration and comfort to those dealing with grief when they have lost a loved one, and also shares with people that the psychic world is very real. Call 1-800-930-2819 during the show with your questions and visit PsychicMediumKelly.com. That's PsychicMediumKelly.com. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com. Or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. No, I can't forget this evening Or your face as you were leaving But I guess that's just the way the story goes You always smile, but in your eyes Your sorrow shows Can't live without you? Are you going to play the chorus? Well, that will crack open your heart a little bit, I think. (laughs) Victoria Cohen joining me here today. Idiot compassion is what we're talking about. Uh, Giving gone wild. (laughs) Well, you know, we were going to talk a little bit about, you know, feeling trapped of rescuing. And yet our pop culture absolutely supports this. Uh, That song in itself. I don't even know how old that song. Um, You know, but we were talking about 71. Wow. Uh, what does it mean to to do good to someone rather for someone? I mean, all of these things kind of get, you, you know, kind of put together, move together. And then you hear a song like that. Um, the songs today aren't much different. You know, the beat's different. You know, maybe we got a little, few more dance moves. We heard from Bruno Mars. You know, mm-hmm. now we heard that song. I mean, they just crack you open. Yes. Well, and and thank goodness. You know, I mean... That's what this is about. Compassion is about being open-hearted, wholehearted, and being able to sit with pain. And heaven knows we all have it from time to time in our lives, and that's normal mm-hmm. and expected. Mm-hmm. So having it be music or movies or whatever crack you open is a good thing because pain shouldn't be run from. Mm-hmm. It can be actually embraced. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're talking about this. Because idiot compassion is not embracing pain. It is running fast and furious from it, which really actually increases our pain as opposed to makes it subside. You know, part of this is also the story we have around pain, isn't it? Um, I don't know where somebody wrote that we had to go through decades of pain. Mm. You know, um, 
pain is pain. That moment that you push out that one extra rep in the gym Mm -hmm. is the pain you remember. Maybe not the 15 before, but that last one. Mm -hmm. But you only remember it for a nanosecond before you move on to Mm -hmm. the next exercise. We don't do that with emotions very well. That's right. That's right. We dwell on them. We get stuck in them. And it's so hard for people to know how to move through them. In my therapy practice, I am, you know, every day, every hour of every day, I'm I'm sitting with people in their pain and and their victories of well, you know, as well, um, which is wonderful, too. But we so often find ourselves getting stuck in our pain and dwelling, dwelling, dwelling on it, which is recycling it Mm. as opposed to moving through it. So I love to help people find ways to move through it by sitting with it, acknowledging it. And seeing the wisdom and the inner strength that can come from sitting with it Mm -hmm. and the humility that sometimes it brings us to our knees, but that's all part of our spiritual growth. Right. All the benefits. And I just want to say to everybody, if you want to find out more about Victoria and what she does, and I want to make sure that you know, uh, you could go to our website, victoriacohen.com, psychotherapist and soul coach, and much more than that, actually. Uh, but it's VictoriaCohen.com. And give them an office number for people that are thinking, boy, I could work with her. <laughs> sure. it's My Seattle number is 206-284-1435. So, you know, there are both psychological and spiritual impacts of this. You know, there there is the notion that... Um, uh, and you use the term, you use the term codependence, right, mm-hmm. and enabling. Sure. Um, and, and they're like their little cousins. They all kind of like are in this little family, mm-hmm. right, of rescuing, saving. We, we give different labels to mm-hmm. them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the flip side of that, you know, are the people that see you coming and are the narcissists, the abusers mm-hmm. and so forth mm-hmm. and that. But there are really consequences, to continuing along this way, even though you feel like you're doing good. But oh, there are absolutely. consequences for oh, you. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the, the difference between rescuing and helping. Because rescuing, we get ourselves into when we think we know what's best for somebody. And we step in, sometimes uninvited even, we step in and want to do something for somebody that they actually are capable of doing for themselves, which is disempowering of them and disrespectful, and actually it's insulting to them and their capabilities if we do something for them that they are actually capable of doing for themselves. So that's rescuing, whereas helping is recognizing that somebody has a need that is an absolutely viable need, and yet in that moment, for whatever reason, they are not able to do it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking about what the movie Sandra Bullock, um, I just loved it, The Blind Side, that came out a few years ago, yes. where she stepped in as a mom. She saw the need of this African-American boy who was homeless and traumatized and a fantastic football player, but he was homeless And so she stepped in and she took him into her home. Most of you probably have seen that movie. It's so inspirational. So did she rescue him or was that a helping act? Right. And I maintain that that was a help. Okay. Because as a teenage boy, he was not capable at that moment of 
of getting a roof over his head and paying for it and getting himself out of this deep hole that life circumstances put him in. So she was not rescuing him. She was actually helping him. Um, so I, I love that as an example mm-hmm. of a help as opposed to a rescue. So what do you think about Oprah and uh, Lindsay Lohan? Hmm. I know. I just thought about that. Ah. Uh-huh. Well, hmm. well, we have to think about that yes. one. Because I'm thinking about that one. I think at some point when I think about what you just said, right, about that movie, I think that Oprah's original intention with that was, yeah. But then I think she got invested in the mm. way Lindsay Lohan would turn out, mm. you know, and that isn't that the crossing point? Mm-hmm. You know, isn't that really where, yeah, I'm going to help you, but boy, you better turn out the way I want you to turn out. I right. mean, it's not just about getting well or doing something different. Mm-mm. It's fitting a no. mold. If you find yourself needing to take on people who are really um, downtrodden mm-hmm. because you need a project mm-hmm. and they become a project, you know, it could be a boyfriend that you've taken on who's really troubled, and you feel like, oh, this this person's really a project. They need a lot of help, and mm-hmm. I can swoop in and rescue them. Um, if you feel like you need a project, you are looking at idiot compassion for sure because that's an ego-driven thing as opposed to a true compassion motivation. So what are some of the, you know, uh, let's talk about this when we come back. Uh, some of the remedies for for this and recognizing it. And then we also have a fabulous soul suitcase moment for all of you. Um, You know, it's one thing to recognize it. It's another thing, Victoria, to know what to do with it. You know, I think part of our dilemma, um, that's why the word stuck is used so often these days. Part of the dilemma is that, you know, we, we don't really understand how to change what's going on. Um, And this is something I think that you can help folks with today. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the show. If living is without you, I can't live. I can't give anymore. Hi, this is David Zarza. And Philip Zarza. And we're the Sophisticated Guys. And we're here with your tip of the week. Want to begin to develop your own intuitive skills? It's easier than you might think. Make it a deliberate practice for yourself this month to trust your intuition. For this week, or for a real challenge these next 28 days, make an effort to follow every single hunch you have. Heed every gut reaction, no matter what it is. Journal for yourself about the intuitive experiences you have, and remember to highlight any validation about them after the fact. Soon, you'll become an intuitive powerhouse, able to make even better decisions in the moment. And if you want to really build your skills, get my Psychic Gym Handbook or attend a Psychic Gym event. For more information or to schedule a session, visit davidzarza.com. That's davidzarza.com or call 206-920-9409. Once again, that's 206-920-9409. Are you looking for more balance and direction in your financial life? We all have questions. When can I retire? When do I want to retire? Will I run out of money? Is there a better way? All are valid questions, no matter what your goals. Jeff Pakman, financial advisor with Pakman Brown & Associates, a financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated in Bellevue, Washington, is hosting an evening to address these questions and more on September 16th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Call 425-372-4813 for a formal invitation. Hors d'oeuvres, beverages, and parking will be provided. 
This is an informational event. There is no cost or obligation. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on the diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. That's just me. I love, that song is crazy. I've had some crazy moments with that song. I can't even go there. I'm going to have to sign up and go see Victoria after that song. Oh, boy. Boy, did that bring back a few memories. Oh, I know. Woo. I know. And that, I was playing that's that. That's a trigger. Last night I was going, oh, my oh. gosh, I can picture myself leaning, oh up, my. leaning up against my stereo oh, no. in high school crying uh. Uh. over a lost boy. Oh. Yes, and I that know. song was my theme song for I about know. a month. I know. I was even so broken hearted oh. myself. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I wrecked my car. Oh, no. I did. Oh, my God. We're not going to get time I to talk about this. I had the sense to stay home, at least, and not drive during that time. Yeah, I'm telling you. When I was, when I was no, I had no sense. <laughs> I had no sense back then. Oh, I'm no. sorry. That didn't come till no, later. No, that didn't come. Oh, dear. Uh but let's let's talk about this because it really you know what we're talking about is you know what it is about us that steps out and we actually become idiot compassionates. Mm-hmm. That's like a new term. I don't know, but but we have to recognize this, or we're going to continue to go down the path of unfulfillment. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself, Pat, saying things like "After all I've done for you," how? or even thinking it, yes. or even thinking it, yes. How many times? And that has martyr, you know, kind of smacked all over it. But that's one of the hallmarks of idiot compassion is if you Mm -hmm. say, after all I've done for you. And maybe you truly have done a lot for that person and you haven't gotten adequately recognized or thanked or praised. And sure, we all deserve to have our, our good deeds recognized and we deserve appreciation. I'm not saying we shouldn't. Um, you know, have that come our way. But if you find yourself over and over and over giving too much and finding yourself saying, after all I've done for you, then it creates resentment and anger. And then we get into that controlling piece of this where we start threatening to withdraw our help or start making our help or our rescuing conditional. And that's a that gets kind of into a dark side of mm-hmm. the idiot compassion um, motivation, where we do it for pure mm. gratification, praise, notor- notoriety, or um, recognition, 
And that's not the proper motivation. Um, you know, to be nice just to appear mm-hmm. nice yeah. is not the proper motivation. And then we get too invested where we can't go back. Oh. You know, we get so invested in the investment that we lose sight of why we even started down exactly. this pathway. And we do not have the humility to stop and back up. Mm-hmm. So we dig in deeper. That's right. Mm. That's right. We have to really be uh, self-aware in terms of what our true motivation is when we're reaching out and uh, doing something for somebody and really checking ourselves about our motivation and how invested are we in a certain outcome. Mm. Because if we get too attached to a certain outcome happening as a result of our giving, we are in it too deep. And uh, we'll end up getting disappointed over and over again. Mm. And that doesn't serve anybody let alone ourselves. Yeah. I think part of it is really thinking about maybe if there was an antithesis of this, maybe it would be gratitude Mm. because you're grateful for the individual regardless of where you think they should be. That's right. And you're doing a workshop on gratitude. Well, that's right. That's right, Pat. At East West Bookstore on September 21st, Sunday from 1 to 4 uh, here in Seattle, I'm doing a workshop called Thank Goodness for Gratitude. It's uh, three hours of really celebrating our own things that we have to be grateful for, but it's also how to find gratitude when we're in really low places in our lives, even when the gifts in a negative, difficult situation are not obvious yet. So how to really start seeing the gifts in a situation during the tough times, not just after we've come through the dark tunnel and then it's easy to see the gifts of a situation, Um, So, yeah, we're going to watch videos of inspiring stories of people who've come through adversity, and we're going to do some writing exercises, and it's going to be great. And the date, September 21st, is really significant because that is World Gratitude Day. It's an annual event that was started many years ago, and so I wanted to really do this workshop on World Gratitude Day, September 21st. Well, how can they register? East West Bookshop? Yes. Great. EastWestBookshop.com. You know, part of what we're doing here is now providing people with some remedies to shift, to move, to make some changes. And then you're also going to share a soul suitcase moment. Yes. But there are remedies. Absolutely. We do not have to stay in this place of idiot compassion. No. No, we don't. And there are remedies. So the remedies for idiot compassion involves sitting with our own authentic self, being ourself, accepting that only what we can give authentically and open-heartedly is enough, that giving from our open heart is going to be enough. And we don't have to overgive or, you know, bend ourselves into pretzels in order to give because open-hearted sitting with people is enough. And other remedies are having the courage to say no. That can be so hard. And using tough love, especially with our children, using tough love, um, setting boundaries, sitting with the discomfort of another person's pain, um, and learning how to get more comfortable in the discomfort of that. Because if we do those things, then we don't need that kind of insurance policy of trying to be a good person or put this kind of pious persona out there of, of superiority. So remedies can be 
hard, but especially needed. So I, I wow. just I was thinking of an example of if if a doctor refused to treat a patient because he knew that the treatment was going to be painful for the person. I mean, you just had knee surgery. Yeah. If your doctor said, Pat, I'm not going to do your knee surgery because I know you're going to have some pain afterwards. So I'm not going to help you uh, with your, you know, broken knee. Right, right. You'd think, what? Of course there's pain. Right. But a doctor. And guess what I'd say? Oh, man, you're like an idiot. No, yeah. I <laughs> no, I wouldn't. But, yeah. you know, it's the same idea. Right. Or a, or a parent who yeah. doesn't discipline their child right. because they know their child is going to be, you know, kind of um, rebelling against that discipline that we put upon them um, when they, you know, misbehave. And so t- kids end up running amok because we try to be nice. We try to be avoiding pain. Mm -hmm. We try to not set boundaries with people because they might push back, whether it's our children or our spouses or our coworkers. And, but we need to step up. We need to set boundaries for children. We need to discipline the kids. We need to have doctors who are not afraid to say, you know, this is going to be painful. Yeah. And the compassionate thing to do is to go ahead and do the treatment. Right. Because the pain is going to be temporary. Yeah. And in the long run, you will move through that pain and you'll get to the other side of it. And then you'll feel so much better. Well, I have a great doctor, Dr. Lawrence Holland. And by the way, he was the Seahawks doctor. Oh, boy. And he has no problem telling you that you're going to have pain. <laughs> but it's I appreciate temporary. you saving yourself from earlier yeah. oh, situation. No. So we have a soul suitcase <laughs> moment. Yes. I would love, love for you to share that. Okay. Let's do it. So I would like you all to think about and say to yourself in your own words, but something like this, that I commit to living a life where compassion, mindfulness, self-awareness, and wisdom are at the core of what I do for myself and for others, that I'll value and respect myself and the people around me, and I'll cultivate the intention to help them in ways that meet their true needs, not my ego's needs. I'll also remember that when I give compassion to myself, that is actually the most compassionate and empowering thing I can do for others. Because the more love and compassion I give myself, the more I have to give others. And that's the bottom line here. The more love and compassion that we give to ourselves, the more we have to give others. It's the old adage, every time you fly in an airplane, Pat, the flight attendant tells you, put the oxygen mask on your face first. Yeah, That's giving to yourself first so Mm -hmm. that then you are better able to help others. And that's what's actually empowering to others, is letting them figure out how to put the oxygen mask on themselves, too. Not doing it for them, but letting them figure out how to do that, how to revive themselves. Your job is just to sit there and be with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when we give from that open-hearted place, without over-giving or dominating other people with our you know, do good kinds of intent, um, we actually are coming from a more positive, authentic place. 
And the receiver of our giving knows the difference when we have a motivation that is ego-driven mm-hmm. versus no kidding, open-hearted. Right. And everybody else around us does, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everybody around us. Yes. Thank you, Victoria. Great show. Victoria Cohen, uh, C-O-E-N dot com is the website. If you want to find out more about the workshop, uh, we're going to let you know about it. But it's going to be at eastwestbookshop.com. Uh, It is in Seattle, and we said it is on the 21st of September. You're going to hear lots more more about it as we go. You've heard enough about this today to know that you can do something different. Say yes to the freedom that is yours and your birthright. We'll see you in a minute with Sue Storm. Wondering how to play the game of life and actually win? Stop wondering and start winning the game of life with the unique, incomparable Lynn Brown. Lynn's powerful, transferable tools stem from her success in the very competitive world of sports and business. Since Lynn was one of the top athletes in the United States, she understands really well about the athlete's mind, their challenges, and what athletes need. I have confidence to ask Lynn to take care of my professional team just because of Lynn, her passion, and the power she has. Lynn is passionate about working with kids and with athletes. Her life is a testament to the incredible power of intention to create miracles. Lynn is dedicated to assisting and inspiring leaders with the vision and tools to realize their dreams. And she wants to help you next. Enhance your overall performance and the ability to reach your goals. Bring your game face on. Visit letter R, letter U, intuit.com or call 844-LETTER-B-INTUIT. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. What does a dentist of the year get? A little plaque. (laughs) Welcome to Smile Big, where we offer cosmetic, restorative, and preventative dentistry. Dr. James Rosenwald and Dr. Susan Abdenard work hard every day for their clients to be happy to smile with the latest equipment for complete smile restoration for anyone. The sooner you call, the sooner they can help. Call 425-454-4040 or email scheduling at smilebig.com. You can even visit our website at smilebig.com. Where do you desire to go in life? How do you plan to get there? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Your Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside you waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase on TransformationTalkRadio.com and discover how awakening to your inner voice transforms your life. Ari Hoffman is the hottest psychic with the 
the warmest heart and the host of the hit show Angels and Answers. A renowned psychic, medium, spiritual life coach, and an entertaining motivational speaker, Artie has helped over 15,000 people with his amazing intuitive gifts, his passion, and his humor. Call 877-ANGEL-02 to schedule a personal reading or to have your own psychic Artie party. That's 877-ANGEL-02. And visit ArtieHoffman.com and Angels and Answers on Facebook. 